When I say fuck all y'all, I want y'all to say fuck all y'all. Are we ready? Are you ready? Say fuck all y'all. Fuck all y'all. You are now tuned in to DAR Sports Media, and we told you last week, I don't know when people are going to start paying attention, because we told all of you last week, one, that this was going to be a big news week in wrestling, and two, that survivor series might be a show worth checking out this year and now here we are hey, joining i just, just want to jump in Rick. if we can get the intro i've been telling people for months that edge was going to AEW for almost a year now i've been saying that and nobody listened to me when i kept saying it i kept saying it everybody was like why would edge go to AEW? why would edge go to AEW? and guess what where is he now pete know what you know what let's let's put up there people can attest to this I've said this to him for almost a year, and everybody was, and everybody who I talked to was like, nah, that wouldn't make any sense. And where Nigga is he been now? dropping hints for literally a year? Literally a year, I've been saying it. And where is he now? Stop doubting what we do. Stop doubting what we do. I'm like, come on, man. I'd like, all right, I'm sorry. I had to, I had to, I had to jump. Talk your shit. Yeah, I had to jump in there. Like, people be acting we're like, all oh, gonna, man. we're all gonna, yeah, drop some, drop some oh, promos man. here. Joining us tonight. Eclipse Theory Game Podcast, a day one DAR guy. He of the coldest bar in DAR sports media history. It is Powerhouse Peagle. Also joining us all the way from the UK, our regular podcast contributor. She writes for fansided DDT and writes for definerevolution.com, Morgan Jane. And special guest tonight, he is the host of the Almanac Show Wrestling Podcast. He just dropped a new EP called Not Yet, available everywhere you can stream digital music. He is Heartbreak Julio. Very honored to have him riding with us tonight. Peagle. There is going to be no peace with Peagle. (laughs) Peagle. The CM Punk news has dropped. I am personally seeing a lot of these little outlets and a lot of their little hangers on and their little contributors showing their true colors because everybody was like, well, good, fuck him, he's gone, right? Everybody was was like ready to move <laughs> on. And then I this heard. man looks like he's about to go get a fucking bag and be successful somewhere else, and now they're coming out of the woodwork. Oh, that's not going to work. Oh, good luck to him. That'll never work, blah, 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 blah. First and foremost, first and foremost, how the fuck, how the fuck can you get fired from a place and get a new fucking job and fucking be called a sellout? What the fuck? First and <laughs> foremost, it is going to work because unlike your favorite little fucking best friend's treehouse promotion, people Uh-oh. sit down like fucking grownups and work out shit so they can get to the money. Hold on now. And that's Hold why on. one hey, of these man. companies makes fucking money, and one of them sometimes struggles on some of those numbers. Wait, wait, wait. So, Hold on now. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on now, brother. Oh, you know, Rampage, Rampage about to come on tonight. Hold on now. I need, you know, I'm <laughs> just saying. I'm not talking bad about 
That's not about yeah. AEW. That's about these fucking people on these websites running oh, their yeah, mouths case, all of a yeah, sudden about someone going to get success. No, but yeah, this okay. is the AEW centric, but we love AEW. We just want the best for them. And that's why we get frustrated. Because <laughs> we want the Do best. We? Powerhouse Peagle. <laughs> Bless these so, fucking people with your fucking knowledge of oh, real man. fucking life, please. First of all, all these people need to go outside. Like that's, that's just let's start at the basic bottom level. Go the fuck outside. All right. Because none of this shit matters in the long run. I mean, I think we can also like I've been a CM Punk fan for for a minute. Dude brought me back into wrestling when I stopped watching WWE. You know, like Rock came back and it was Summer of Punk, and I was here for Punk. And I'm I've been a Rock fan since I was a kid. Like my love of wrestling started there, but Punk got me back into it, kept me watching. Probably, yeah. Biggest Rock fan I know. That's a fact. fact. Kept me watching the shit all the way through all the bullshit. And then when he left, I just stopped watching because I'm like, nigga was right. (laughs) Like, that's the thing. That's the thing about all of this. From you go back from 2014 to now, nigga ain't lied to us about any company he been in. Now, you can look at the situation that happened in both cases in AEW with Perry and the Young Bucks. And, well, minus Perry. We'll go straight with the brawl out shit. Everybody was wrong in some way in that scenario. Mm-hmm. And when you got a situation where you can look at it and go, everybody was wrong, you can look at it one of two ways. You can say everybody was wrong and you can move on with it, or you can look at somebody and go, all right, who was less wrong? Because whoever was less wrong is right. And Punk was right in the scenario. Now, as far as him going to WWE or back to WWE, that's cool. That's cool with me. Like, there's only probably three matches I really want to see. The bucket list match for pretty much any Punk fan is Punk and Stone Cold. And after what he did with KO at WrestleMania, I think that's on the table because he's not going out there taking no bumps on the concrete with Punk. So I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure he can have a pretty safe match and make that happen. That's the one that I got to see if he's going to come back. Well, we know he's coming back. But when you look at the reaction to CM Punk, it's always been one of those things that's very interesting to me. Because Punk kind of, obviously we don't know him personally, but from what I've seen, he kind of operates in a way that I think, like me and True kind of see eye to eye on this. And it's that in a world full of bullshit, the biggest enemies to that are the ones who don't accept it. And Punk is one of the people, like you're not going to be able to bullshit him. You're not going to be able to, basically be a bitch ass nigga around so for somebody (laughs) who's willing to call that out that's a problem that's always going to be a problem if you're willing to call out bullshit it's always going to be a problem you're always going to find yourself on the quote unquote wrong side of things it is a stressful life let me tell you I didn't live this I didn't live this life for a decade in this business alone facts so when you look at the way he operates, I'm not entirely sure that WWE is necessarily going to work in the sense that it's going to be a long-term thing. I mean, he's probably there a year or two years and then he's done. I think he really just wants to get out on his own terms. But WWE in 2023 is going to be so much different for him because it's so much more about making money than it was even when he was there. There's bullshit back then too. People was way more petty back then. 
mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of dumb shit. So I think this is perfect for him being able to go out on his own terms um, and kind of get out of that. Because like like Eric said, man, it, at the very minimum in WWE, they understand, like, we bought this check to an extent. Right. Sometimes, I mean, niggas are still petty as fuck. But for the most part, niggas be about the money. Seth and him back. got, quote unquote, beef or whatever. Bet Seth and him have a match. Bet they sit down and work that shit out. That's just how it worked in wrestling, man. You get you got beef with somebody. This is like one of the few arenas where it is legally acceptable to throw a motherfucker around that you got beef with. Just hash that shit out in the ring. Make a check. Get a check. Keep it moving. Right. <laughs> y'all ain't got to kiss ass every time y'all see each other in the hallway. Get together, work the match out, work the match, get your money and keep it moving. That's but, it. So I want to run this by you because it's the perfect segue to stuff you're talking mm-hmm. about right now. That story came out about... Um, that Roman Reigns has some problem with him. Uh, first of all, I don't think I even fucking believe that because uh, this this fucking dude, this multi 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 millionaire, uh, possibly has elevated himself in the top five wrestling superstars of all time. That guy has a fucking issue with some shit that got said on a podcast ten fucking years ago. Get the fuck out of here! Like I don't even buy that. Wanna, <laughs> all right, so I don't even. I don't even. Nah, hold on, hold on. I don't. I don't even buy I that. But. If you should, you should buy it, and there's a reason why you should buy it. If Cody Rhodes comes in, gets this whole big thing, and Roman Reigns a couple weeks before WrestleMania can say, "I don't feel like losing," and and I'm not saying this is like I think this is what happened. I know that's what happened. If Roman mm-hmm. Reigns can say that, Roman Reigns could literally go, "Nah, I don't feel like it." Three years ago? <laughs> no, three, he could. Then, he could. I'm saying I don't ago, believe he has that issue. I don't believe I don't think, it. Three years ago, we remember he sat on the, on the podcast three years ago before Punk came back and he said, if it makes money and people want to see it, I'll go with it. Yeah. I don't think that Roman is the same Roman that's there now. Because once Ooh. you give somebody so much power, no one man should have all that power. It's almost like giving current wrestlers executive vice president status you know these people don't need those type of things you know so clearly you don't know what the fuck they doing yeah so you do that i i think i i don't think that is that big of a deal i think roman if he wanted to he could make a stink about it but here's the thing it's a whole different ball game with endeavor in charge that's not exactly it's all the more that bullshit ain't gonna slide where we're about this check with Endeavor in charge, mm-hmm. even more than it was before. It's all the more because they don't I, give a fuck about any of this little petty, carny fucking bullshit that happens in wrestling. Y'all better figure it out and stop fucking up our money. Or you're both I also want to point out a lot of people. I, one thing I saw people say is that Vince would never allow CM Punk to come back to WWE. I Vince- know that people. I know that people don't know this. I know that people don't know this. Maybe they don't realize this. Vince McMahon is not making the day-to-day decisions. Um, he's not uh, also, Vince McMahon allowed somebody who knocked him the fuck out uh, naked um, come back. So I don't Vince even, doesn't I don't even give. Know who that was. If the, I, I Bret like, Hart. You didn't know that? He was naked? He was naked? Yeah, Bret Hart. Yes. Yeah, he was yeah, coming yeah, out of the shower butt-ass yeah. naked. He went, Matter of fact, I think that was in the documentary. They said hey, it. He went, he hey, went yo, into yo, the yo, shower. Yo, yo. He went hey, into yo. the shower and said, "If that motherfucker's here when I get out, I'm knocking him the fuck out." On before you knock him out, like that's crazy. He bro. went into the shower. Put some drugs on, please. Put some Great, drugs came on. back out. 
<laughs> he came back him, out, and Vince was like? still there, and he knocked him the fuck out naked. I did not see. I ain't never heard. See, I, I got. If I was Vince, I had to run down on him. What's even better Dude, is he a, uppercutted him, offense. and the impact was so much that it lifted Vince off his feet just enough that when he came down, he, Vince broke his ankle. Nah, he ain't breaking yes. his ankle. Yes, yes. Uh, Vince sold that. Vince sold that. I don't believe I, I, He I, I fucking don't look at no... got knocked out simultaneously, no ankle with... broke, by a naked dude. No, no naked Canadian with greasy hair is lifting somebody off the ground like that, man. I, Calgary I is a different that. fucking animal, bro. Alberta is a different fucking it. animal, bro. I, 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 I don't believe it. Goons. That's too hard. It's too hard. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just I just find that I've never seen nobody get lifted. That's some big, that's some red. You know, that's some, yeah, that's some people yeah, red shit yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, like, lifted. Back to the original point, because we're going to get all to this. We're going to dig into yeah, all yeah, this yeah. in a minute. Let me, Back to I the original Morgan, point. I know Morgan is listening to all yeah, this. Let, like, me, let, me say, <laughs> let me say this before I go, because you, you pointed something out about Roman Reigns. And well, yeah, baby. Roman Reigns is maybe, the type um, of fucking dude in the situation that they're in. If there is a fucking problem, they're gonna sit down. They're gonna fucking squash it, and they're gonna make money. I hundred percent. I'm not even that. concerned about it. Yeah, I believe that Roman yeah. Reigns is about to find out what actual needle moving is, mm. because it's absolutely oh. not going to matter how he feels about it. Just because of CM Punk's ties to both WWE and Endeavor, and you watch Punk come in to a quote unquote upstart promotion. And turn that shit on its head after seven years of being out. People were still chanting that man's name after seven years. And he was doing B-horror movies and writing comic books and getting knocked out in the octagon. They were still <laughs> chanting his name for seven years. We had never Thank seen you. anything like that. So it don't matter how Roman feels about this. I'm pretty sure he's willing to squash whatever. But you about to find out, like, the way he's going to get treated coming back to WWE is the way he should have been treated from 2011 to 2014. When he was on that run. So mm-hmm. you about to see a show of like star power that we ain't seen in a minute. Cause he's he's showing up at a major well, used to be a major pay-per-view, but by name a major pay-per-view in his hometown. He he about to blow the roof off that motherfucker. I got a question, if, real quick. Okay. What do you think is gonna be a bigger ovation? That's for everybody. United Center, first dance, or Survivor Series because WWE crowds don't necessarily get as live as they as they used to. There's someone they can there. they can depend on the situation. But LA Knight for Rock, LA Knight. I see Rock, yeah, Cody, yeah. LA Knight. I would say no, you see an example was... of it weekly Rock, when Rock LA Knight comes out. That, that when Rock came out, I've I've not heard anything of WWE. And that was in Denver. Time like that. But I the thing is, is like the thing is, is is I, I don't know how anything. The, the laws of sound and physics. I don't know how it could get any fucking louder than what happened at the last dance. It, you know no, what's crazy? We, that, about that? Um, that sounded completely different than anything I've ever seen. Like her being there live, life. being there live for the first dance. That was the that was the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like actually, mm, I can imagine. And, and and I was and I was I was I was I was a kid, man. I was there when Stone Cold was was popping and and, and all that stuff too. I. Never heard anything like that. I think I think the only thing closer to that was Stone Cold at Backlash, uh, two thousand when he came out to help The Rock. 
um, that was in DC. That's the only thing I can think that was even close to that. But I've it, so, it'll be hard to top. But I I think I think they'll get there. There's the seven years from be not being in it to being in it. I think it's going to be different from him having been back and never people never thinking they were going to see him in WWE again. Yeah, I, I think that, there's something that, to that because now we've seen him, and now the question is when and where, and it's about to be answered. And if we talking acoustics, like so, if if I'm not mistaken, Allstate Arena is the uh, originally Rosemont Horizon. Fuck right. So, I always heard Stone Cold always always talk about that building in particular and how the acoustics yeah. of the building. So I think that. Sonically, adding in with Punk returning for the first time in WWE, it, it definitely has a chance to to be up there. It definitely Wait, is, has a chance to be. Is Survivor Series in the Rosemont? Uh, if if it's in the road, is it Allstate Arena Rosemont? I, I don't know. I don't. If it's this, I don't know if they, you know they'd be renaming and yeah. So okay, so it is. So it is in the Rosemont. True. You said yeah, okay. yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but that's no, it, that's going like, to be the one. That's going to be the one. Pops there. Lod talking about uh, the pop over there in particular nah. in that building. If it's so, in the Rosemont, that's the one it's going to be. It's going to be the. It's going to be that one to be the loudest fucking be, pop ever. That shit is going to be. I think it's going to be a movie because on, the old one was his Money in the Bank entrance, which was in the fucking mm-hmm. Rosemont Money in the Bank 2011 against John Cena. So, okay. yeah, this one uh, here. Fucking absolute. Yeah, this one will be louder. I didn't know it's it was like, the Rosemont. So if, if that's where they're having it at, then it should be lit. But if, um, you know, because I don't think it's at the United Center. I don't think WWE really runs United Center. Nah. But um, what you call it? And, and the funny thing with the Punk and Roman thing, a lot of people, I think, are forgetting the play that's, like, right there in front of everybody's eyes is Roman said what he said in, in that interview three years ago, like y'all said, but it's different three years now. And He's been right with Paul Heyman. He's gone on record saying with Paul Heyman that Paul Heyman's a real-life advisor. Like, he's really, like, the, the counsel for real. Like, so that's three years of him, Paulie in his ear, can talk to him about punk because these are all Heyman guys. And one thing Heyman guys is going to do is get that bag. So I think, the Roman, I think the Roman situation is not a situation. Roman's not there all the time. Would he care? You know. That's a, now, that's a good point. Roman is not there all the time. Punk is somebody who will probably be there all the, all the time every week. Exactly. We, seen we came back in collision. Uh, I'll say this, you know, I always, I always said Punk needs some more hobbies because he was willing to work Wednesdays, Saturdays, Sundays. Like, he was willing <laughs> to do all of that. And I was like, brother, they paying you, you know, seven figures to, to, to work one day a week. I would have been fine with that. But clearly he wasn't fine <laughs> just working collision. So, um, but I, 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 I'll be interested to see what his schedule is like in WWE because, you know, WWE schedule is interesting, right? Like it's interesting. Like you can. Be I Roman, bet you he'll. Take- I bet you he'll watch out. I'll bet you he'll do house shows. What I think this is, you know, I've heard people saying they 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 assume like this is like a let me go out at a at a higher level, let me go out on top. I don't think that's it at all. I think from what we've heard, what <clears throat> me and Truth heard heard. Um, he he got to scratch the itch like that that needle plunged back in the vein. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. he's back in yeah. love. He's back in love. He yeah. needs this shit. I mm-hmm. I think he's coming back for a to for a full time run for as long as he can go. Um, for as long um, as his body will allow I think, it. 
I'll say this. If I had to guess, uh, or you know, till they ruin it to him, till they ruin it for him. If I had to guess, a big part of this situation hinges on night one or night two of WrestleMania 40 or 41. I don't think CM Punk, if he does go to W, if he is in WWE, I don't think he stays longer than WrestleMania 41. That's mm. my my prediction, and it's not because of a situation where he's going to be like, ah, I want to go, I want to leave. It's more mm-hmm. so the fact, I think this is like, hey, look, we do 16 to 18 months. Uh, Endeavor is a little different in how they work their contracts and stuff, so they might be willing to do that. Um, they did like like even what even WWE before with Edge's contract. Edge's contract wasn't like all that. Edge was lying for one. Let's be he was lying when he kept saying, <laughs> "Oh, my stuff was to, was it, it, it ends at the end of September." You do not sign a contract in twenty four hours. Let's be clear. You don't sign a you don't negotiate and sign a contract in twenty four hours. He he was he was on a per per date basis. Edge on a per date basis. So you can bring Punk in. And say, hey, this is how many dates you want to do. This is da da da, and Punk can go out there and do that. And um, you know, I'm not. I said this on Twitter. Uh, I'll say it again. I'm not really excited about uh, like Punk the WWE because like I don't really have a lot of people I want to see him actually fight. Fight mm. if that makes sense. Like there's people I think this this be cool, but. I just felt like he made more sense in AEW with the spirit of what AEW supposed to be. I think he made more sense. I, I really hated that, and I really hate it because, and and that's why I be thinking the IWC is whack sometimes because well a lot of times, but um yeah, a lot of times especially because you're on the right show. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm in a safe space. I love yeah, it. Yeah, right. yeah. So so the shit is whack because what really bothered me and really had me in my like I'm why I'm happy that he went to WWE is because. If he is going, is the fact of when all these releases happen, everybody's like, "Oh, don't, don't, don't comment to nobody." People got fired. Uh, uh like we gotta act like it's a funeral. But my man got fired on national TV. Y'all damn near threw a party. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody feel mm-hmm. bad about his family. Man got yeah. fired on national. He got fired on his wedding day, and then got fired on national TV. That's crazy. And y'all was all, and then, then other people get released, and we supposed to be. It wasn't no funeral. Then y'all throwing a party, y'all are celebrating. Like, ah, like we gonna keep it, keep it fair. That's what I'm saying. Like, so I'm right. like, fuck you. So let's keep it a buck, right? The real reason why people were rejoicing and saying all that is only because of the fact that Punk had issues with the elite. That's what it is. If Punk had got fired, like a lot of people who were cheering for him for seven years, was on his side. When he got fired on his wedding day, right? Because WWE is mm. a big bad wolf. They don't like WWE, yep. which, is, which is cool. If he would have got into an issue with anybody else in AEW except for like the elite, if he got an issue with like, if he'd got an issue with Ricky Starks, you know what happened? They'd have been like, oh man, yeah, we support Punk. That's whack, man. Like all Ricky Starks gonna do is leave and go to WWE, right behind yep. Cody anyway, because that's what they say. So it's all, all like it's it's just who he who he had the issue with. If he had an issue with anybody else that wasn't an EVP or somebody like that, all these people in the in, in the wrestling community and all these other different podcasts that make their whole like their whole personality going at punk and anybody who cool punk is weak. It's corny. I've been saying, mm-hmm. I need to find a new gimmick. Let it go. 
Everybody, first of all, everybody deserves. If you're a wrestler, you work, you work in this business at all. That includes us. Any of mm. us who do podcasts, anything. Everybody deserves to make a bag. Everybody deserves to have careers and make money. There's plenty of money out here. It's enough space for everybody to get what they're supposed to get. Thanks. That's one. Two, CM Punk is a draw. He has always been a draw. When he was given a chance to do something, even when, even before the, the pipe bomb and all that stuff, he was out there drawing, drawing with, with, with Jeff Hardy. He was out there feuding with Undertaker. He had all this stuff. He had Rey Mysterio with a few when he was going, you know, singing to his daughter and stuff like that. Like, he had all these different things that he was doing before that. He's always been somebody who can move the needle in, in, in some way, sometimes, you know, more than others. But he's always been somebody who can earn and make money. If that's the case, why would you want that person in your company? Why would you want that person to have a to, to be continued? Because CM Punk is money. He's gonna make you money. He is yeah. still the number one merchandise seller in AEW. You know, five for a month. He is still the number one merchandise. <laughs> seller. Nobody surprised him. If that's the case, think about what WWE is getting. You got LA Knight selling uh, like hella merch. You got Cody Rhodes selling merch. You got Roman selling merch. You plug you plugging in a certified merchandise king right back into that. Like mm. people don't if people don't notice the in the top five WWE selling t-shirts. You know there's Austin 316. I guess they take credit for NWO since they bought WCW. But CM mm. Punk's the original best in the world shirt is in the top five, I think, of all time selling WWE shirts. You're plugging that back into a, a system that now has I dare I say even more money to just throw out. And, mm -hmm. and promote and do stuff like that. It's yeah. it's, it's not good. I, I think if I was Tony Khan, I would feel somewhat like I probably made a mistake. Um, but I think, and I've said this before, I don't think Punk got fired. If I had, I don't think he got fired. I've said this on on the show before. I said this on Twitter. I think he was quitting, <laughs> and I think. Yeah. I think he was okay with being made to be the bad guy because he's been the bad guy this entire time. But just a little bit of what I know, he didn't want to come back anyway. I mean, he went and met up with everybody before he made his return to AEW. Yeah. He went and, he went and broke bread and 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 yeah. repaired repaired some relationships. Because uh, he knew in I Chicago in the parking lot. No, no, no. What he knew was that stood out. That stood out to me. He did yeah. that. He I, said, I, "Okay, I, I'm going to go back. Awesome. I'm going to give this a second try." If these fucking people can't get their shit together, I'm going to go back to WWE. He knew then. And then shit went the way it went. And he was like, I'm fucking ready to be gone. Tony Khan was ready to be moving on as well. And he's like, cool, make me out to be the bad guy on TV. That's that's I'm what gonna, happened. I'm going to say this before I pass it to Morgan, because I know Morgan has at least something she wants to say. Before I do, I just want to say this. A big part of this to me that has always bothered me, and will always bother me, is when CM Punk came back after being gone for like nine, 10 months, he said, I'm willing to sit down and talk to anyone. At that point, Tony Khan should have went to everybody involved and said, we got a mandated meeting. We're going to all sit down. Yeah. We're going to work this out. Da -da -da. Mm -hmm. You can take this meeting or you could be removed as an EVP. That's what it should have been. Yeah. I'm going to tell you. If you want to be a leader, if you want to be an EVP, that's what the fuck you're supposed to do. I'm going to say this on the show. Do not care if, if people hear this and they feel some type of way. I, at this point, I really don't care. I have a lot to say, but I'm going to keep it as simple as this. I've talked to people who work in management in the company, several people. And all I kept hearing was I, me, myself, mind you, 
I'm just a dude that does music for the for the company, right? Just music and marketing and stuff like that. I'm I'm not important in the AEW landscape. But I just talked to people. I said, look, man, I talk to people in all camps, the elite camp, regular AEW people, and punks camp. I'm cool with everybody in on all camps. I have no issue with nobody. But what I said was, if you want to make money, get these guys all together. Management said, what's the purpose? It's not going to be that great of a situation anyway. I've said this on the show. I've said this privately, but I'll say this. I've said this to, to, to you, Eric. I've said this to Morgan. I've said this to people. I've had these conversations with people privately when I was like, they don't get it. AW no, is great. You're alluding that somebody that be following you and don't be known, I'll be like, yeah, he be tapped in a little because I know he, 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 he said, yeah. I'll be like, I'll be paying look, attention. Like, I'll be like, all right, listen, like, look, I'll be listening close. Like, all right. Look, more, look Morgan, Morgan knows because Morgan for nine months was like, I'm stressed out about Punk and if he's coming back. And I kept telling her, like, he's coming back. He's coming back. Everybody kept saying, no, he'll never. Like, I remember Matt Hardy's podcast partner, who is a, a media guy. He's like, oh, CM Punk messed his whole career up, and he's never coming back. I was like, bro, he's coming back. Like, I already know he's coming back. Like, I already knew those plans. Like, I knew that. Like, I knew he's coming if back. You, if you pay attention to this pod and pay attention to some of the interactions that me and Trigger have on Twitter, you, I mean, shit, you could have figured out the two big stories last week. That's what I said when when yeah, the thing yeah. broke today. I said I, I I retweeted it and I said, well, if you would have listened to the pod last week, everybody who listened no. to the pod last week, Ben knew that this was going to happen because we talked about it last week. We don't come right out all the time and say things because we don't want to put people we who did. share information with us in bad positions. But and, there are also, subtle mentions of things. You. We're not charging you for news that <laughs> that everybody's going to get. 20 minutes after you post it anyway. And that's not a shot to anybody. It's one. Clay's not a shot. I mean, that's, that's, just that's a, honestly why it's just the reality. It, it's just the reality. You know what I mean? It's like, they, if, if, if like the, the same news gets spread around, you know, but for somebody who gets it, you know, like you, you pay them to, you know, with a PW insider to fight and stuff like that, they're great at what they do, but it's just the, their pe- people talk. Wrestlers, yeah. people, they don't shut up. So, no, I, do. I, I, I worked in the indie, so I know, like, I see, I be seeing you tweet that you worked at an indie, so I be, I be, cause I like, I rap and I worked at an indie too. So I yep. like, with kindred spirits, you don't even know already. Like, for sure, bro. Yeah. And I, so I be like, certain shit, when you talking about the indies, like, I know how it goes, especially how they move, how the wrestlers, they definitely talk. Yep. They love to put themselves over. That's a shoot, yep. brother. And... Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Look, at the end of the day, man, like I said, this business has always been what it is. Uh, <laughs> I've been in and out of it for, 12 years at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? They they Thanks, they got they, you know, they got me back into it now just because, you know, uh honestly this podcast and, and as my child just said in the back, money. <laughs> like, you know, it's a, the checks a little different once you start talking to the to the big company. So it get a little different. But um yeah. nah, what the business the business is just it's the same way it is. And like I said, at the end of the day, the problem, the problem with the CM Punk stuff. And I'm sure it'll continue in WWE, but I'm sure it'll get nipped in the bud in WWE too. Well, and if it doesn't, we're not going to hear about it. Yeah. It's because people aren't fucking gossiping every goddamn week, every single little fucking thing. I will say this. There are a lot of leaks in WWE, but the the, the difference is is that Nick Khan cleans them up very quickly because Nick Khan has every single, and this is not... This is not revealing anything. I think anybody who pays attention to these big media outlets know. Nick Khan has every single big media person on speed dial. 
It's not that hard. Even people who's not Star important, Wars. you know, he he understand he he got he understands what you got to do because it's like if if they about to run a story that's bad about WWE, you know what he does? Get on the phone. I'm gonna call such and such. Hey man, don't run that story. And guess what? We don't hear the story because that's how you're supposed to do it. Well, I think Tony's different. Tony's like, oh well, what can I do to stop it? You know, I can't do nothing to stop it. It's like, brother, you got you got money. You know what? Where I'm from, I, I, I definitely know where Julio's from, and I know where, where Eric's from. If you got the money, you can make anything happen. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, not going too deep into it. Like, shoot doesn't shoot when the bag is dropped. So, if that's the case, you can make a phone call and be like, hey, like, you can slide somebody a couple grand to shut up. You can, you know, you can, like, it's not that hard, you know. And I think Nick Khan is, they don't care. I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the media people are on WWE's payroll, some way, shape, or form, even under the table. You wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised. So if you got that, look, this this business is dirty. So the big companies they play dirty, play mm-hmm. dirty. That's how they do it. And yeah. I think, I think if that if if Punk is gonna survive in WWE, he might not like it. Like I don't think he's gonna like it. Just off of people I've talked to in this camp, I don't think he's gonna like everything. But he's gonna probably treat that more like a business and a job than his passion. He wants to wrestle. They have the biggest platform for him to wrestle on. They have, you know, just got bought out by even, you know, even bigger situation for billions of dollars. He's probably looking at it like, hey, I can go to work. I can wrestle. I can get my money. He's probably going to come back with a good amount of freedom. They give Cody a lot of freedom. Roman got a full exactly. freedom. That's what I was about to say. It's say. different. It's, it, it, it's not exactly the same as it was, say, 10 years ago when he was there. But it's not obviously – it's not super, super better, but if you're a big star, you get your freedom. And at that point, you're good. So um I want to ask Morgan because she's been what she, else? She's well, been, she's been yeah, patiently sitting she's here. She's been ready. Yeah, very, shout out to Morgan. Big love. Very, very patiently. Um <laughs> I love you guys. Um what is also a shoot, brother, is we got two punkologists, leading punk experts up. Next, we're going to go through this little interview with Morgan Jane, and then we've got our friend from Twitter, CM Venus, coming right after that. Morgan, let's start off with where we started off earlier. What do you think of all these people all of a sudden who were going to let the punk thing go or act pretended to be neutral now trying to shit on him like, oh, that'll have fun with that. That'll never work that he's going to WWE. I think it's pathetic. Yeah, get him. It's just annoying just seeing people constantly hating on him all the time. (laughs) What is your level of excitement of Punk going to WWE? On what scale? Like 1 to 10? Sure. Yeah. Are you excited? Are you happy that you're going to get to see him at all? Are you sad that it's going to come with having to watch WWE? I am excited to see him again. I'm a little bit worried just because of everything that happened last time. But I don't, there's one match I really want to see is him and Seth. Because they're like, they were my two favorites when I was watching. And I was thinking about it earlier, like his last match, I feel like has to be against Cena. Mm. It's like his last match in AEW is against Samoa Joe. And his last match in WWE has to be against Cena. So mm, they're his two greatest rivals. Yeah. That, that makes sense. 
my buddy put out a, a a list on this Discord that I'm in, and I agree with like all of these. Um, I'd like to see him go against Cody. I'd like to see him go against Chad Gable. I'd mm. love to see him go against mm, Gunther. I'd love mm. to see him go against AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. I would like that. Yeah. We need, I'd we love old, to see him. We need old AJ back, man, because AJ ain't been he ain't been putting in the work like he used he to. Man, bring I, old AJ back. He yeah, I need, I need that. Back. I need that. I'd man. love AJ, to see him AJ go AJ against Butch. Butch. I'd love to see him go against. He's talking about Pete Dunn, right? I don't want to call him. Yeah, Butch, Pete Dunn. Dun- I know. Okay. I got dude. I Pete Dunn's a call that man. Butch fucking hurts me so bad. Never call that man. But he's still love to see him go against Nakamura. Um, you know, all these types of guys. Heel, and heel those... Nakamura, like I like this heel. This recent, yeah, yes, I want, I want yes, with the yeah, with the, the subtitles, and he's yeah. like fucking. I almost lost my mind when they didn't change his theme music because I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, but you know, it's the the murderous samurai uh, henchman for the emperor, and you keep him with the sing sing along music. What what the fuck are you doing? But. Morgan Jane, do any of those names excite you? Seeing CM Punk go against those guys. Cody, I'd like to see him against Cody. I'd like him <laughs> against anyone, just anyone. I need that. I, I, I need. I need that Chad Gable match, and I need that Gunther match. Like I need fucking air. Look, I'm gonna God say this. Damn. I'm gonna say this because I think Pigo mentioned it earlier, and I'm gonna bring it back up because I know. That I've heard people say, oh, nostalgia, nostalgia. You can't keep running off nostalgia. I went to WrestleMania 29. I believe it was 29. And I remember sitting a couple months prior, and I remember watching a WWE 2K uh, promotional video with Stone Cold mm-hmm. Steve Austin, Jim Ross, CM Punk. And I remember thinking to myself, if Austin could get healthy, and I, I was like, man, we need that. And I Me thought we, and when it didn't happen, I was like, man, he must not um, like Austin must not be ever run, coming back. And then when I saw him come back against KO, I was like, bro, he can he can still do something like yeah. you put him in there with some a ring general that know what they're doing. He can do something. And then I thought about it and I said, yo, you know what? Philly. And I, I, and I want to see him against Seth, I think. Logically, if he came back, Seth might be the one he would probably start working with. But if they could get Austin on, on, I would put that and of let course. that headline night one. Absolutely. Because what that Absolutely. does is, mm-hmm. hey, honestly, for Punk, that kills two birds with one stone, right? You get you get, you get, get the match you always wanted with Stone Cold. The one match you, I think, Punk has said this uh, in so many words, that that was the one match he wished he could have had and made happen. And I think when he saw Austin come back against KO, I... I almost a hundred percent believe he saw that and like he had that like especially mm. being KO, especially being KO. He probably he saw that and was like, mm. and I think in his mind, I think Austin would have shown up for Punk in the terms of you know like the whole they did the whole build without Stone Cold showing up because yeah. they were doing an impromptu match. If Stone Cold was gonna do a match with CM Punk, he's going to show up for six to seven weeks of TV. They're gonna have promos. They're gonna have you know. Uh, fake go to sleeps and stunners and and you know they're gonna they're gonna have segments. You you gonna really get them? Uh, what's the, what's the? Uh, I'm gonna do things my way. The Austin and Rock video. You gonna yeah. get that in, in real life type. And so I think there's a possibility, but it might be a WrestleMania 41 
thing versus 40 because Austin has said he would rather. But I think if it is, that's why I said I think 41 would be his last WrestleMania. I think um, I, I do. I do think Punk and Cena might have some interaction again. Um, I don't know if they'll face each other, though. And that has more to do with Cena uh, than anything. Um, but I agree with Morgan. That probably should be his last match. Um, if it's not Austin, which I, I, I'd be okay with either one. Like the one match yeah. that eluded you your entire career yeah. versus the, the your, probably your greatest opponent in WWE. It, it, it makes perfect sense. So I think I'm ex- like, I'm not excited, excited, because that means I got to watch WWE. So yeah, like, that means cooking, man. Don't I can't. I, I am, look, brother, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't watch AEW like that no more. Um, <laughs> or WWE. Uh, look, it's hoops. It's about to be hoop season. So that's what my that's what that's why I'm at. You know what I mean? Rough, season. Yeah. But but I like LA Knight. Like I said, I said I um I, I, I rock with LA Knight. Um so much so I'd like to have him on this podcast. We'll get to that at a later date. Um universe. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? Put that in the universe. I know I saw he's a big hip hop or uh, old school hip hop fan. He loves some of the same stuff we do. Came up on the same stuff. He's from Hagerstown, which apparently uh Eric is in a Discord with people from Hagerstown. So <laughs> so if that's the case, uh but you know, I know we got some some mutual people. Uh my, my brother's <laughs> in Hagerstown. My brother's in Hagerstown in jail, but it's a little different. Uh so you know, we, <laughs> we got we got yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh yeah, he, he ain't getting off another 15 years, but for sure, free my man. <laughs> free yeah. my brother, free my brother. Um, nah, but I, like I said, I, I like some of the stuff WWE's doing. But I like wrestling, wrestling in general hasn't hasn't moved me uh a lot. And so when we do these weekend wrestlers, I'm always kind of that's why I love the nostalgia, the nostalgia hours we do, because I just love looking back at uh the other stuff. But I think this punk thing going to WWE, it could really not spice it up too much, but it could at least give it like that extra oomph because the Roman, yeah. like, I, like I think Roman and the bloodline storyline is what I think really brought it back around in terms of WWE. I think it really brought it back around where it was like, yo, he cooking right now. And then I kind of feel like Roman, he, like, he's not there enough to make the story work. So I feel like right now, like, I don't know. I'm the, the, the Jay Uso with Cody thing. That's cool. Um, I think Cena's been been cool uh, since he's been back. I actually think it's a good good thing to see. I, I always like seeing legends come back and give back to the business. And I feel anything, like WWE was starting to like run out of like dream matches, like because I felt like they one exhausted them all, and then AEW came along. Yeah, and it took like half of them away. Now, now they're mm-hmm. building up guys, and like just you reading that list made me realize, oh shit, this is like a this is like a fresh set of dream matches. Like, it should be a fun time, but you know, it's always on paper. Cause I remember when Punk first came to AEW and he's in interviews, like, oh, I can't wait to work with the Bucks. Cause he was cool with the Bucks. The Bucks loved him, yeah. but they just played Colt too close. I, I I I'll say this and then we can talk a little bit about I mean, there's not too much more to talk about, but I'll say this and I'll say this again. Colt Cabana to a lot of people means a lot. <laughs> He means absolutely nothing to me. He don't mean nothing to me. He had nothing. <laughs> he means nothing to me. Cocabana means nothing to me. But when I talk to people privately that work in this company, they mm. worship Cocabana. And oh, I've argued God. with wrestlers and people. And I'm like, bruh, 
just because he inspired the Bucks to make these vlogs <laughs> and like he was a second city saint, like the only th the most important thing he ever did was get mentioned in a promo by Punk. That's the most important thing. When people go high, Cole Cabana, that's your claim to fame. He's not, you're not like that. You've never been like that. And I think, cut like that. <laughs> not, I, asked, I asked somebody uh, privately, <laughs> they, they listen to this podcast. So when they hear it, I know I'm going to get a text or a message from them. But I, I said, hey, name me five Cole Cabana matches that's fire right now. I'll go watch them. <laughs> and they were like, you really going to do that? <laughs> and I was like, you can't answer me, can you? Shut up. I got, I Get got, out of my I got, I, I got two off top. I go, two. You got two. Of two. Okay, yeah. that's two. That's two, right? Okay, that's two. But how long ago was those? How long ago were those matches? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was 2006 for sure. Exactly. Wagging so, them days. All I know. was popping. Yeah. All I know is every time that they have some shocking ticket sales number or some shockingly low viewership numbers which by the way their last two tv shows were fucking horrendous i just retweet I, say, I, looks rough. I re retweet and i say i don't know how this is possible they have colt cabana so <laughs> uh morgan this is what i say no i'll say this real quick the 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 ticket sales if you want the truth about the ticket sales i've said this to them too the price is too high for aw mm -hmm. because when I first went, the, the first AW show I went to after the pandemic was Fight for the Fallen. I didn't buy my ticket. didn't have to buy my ticket, but I, I ended up going there uh, in Charlotte. So when I went to the one in Charlotte, I remember going there and I, and I asked my boy who went, uh, Sean, uh, Sean, uh, that's, that's on um, NBA. Yeah, Power, Sean D, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I asked him, I said, how much is the tickets? And he was like, man, it was about $30. And I was like, for real? That's that's a stale. I'm like, they need, mm -hmm. they need to be selling out. Yeah. I talked to my, I talked to my boy who, um, he went to uh he went to all out and he was like man he was like man punk ain't here he was like half the like they ain't even got half the roster like wrestling he's like got mjf wrestling the dark order and whatnot he's like man them tickets was like a hundred dollars i'm like, like I'm, I'm, and i'm thinking like a hundred dollars for front row like floor seats he was like nah i'm like in the like 100 200 section i was like that's too high for that and i and yeah. i then you you kind of realize though like their ticket demand goes up because of the buildings they secure, and they also they also aren't opening up the whole thing. So, so I think I've said that they should go to some smaller venues, like they were doing back in the, like back when they first started back up on touring. Because yeah. some of those venues, like when they came to fight for the uh, fight for the fallen, the in Charlotte in twenty twenty one, that was like a four to six thousand seat venue at okay. best. They're trying to go to ten to twelve thousand seat venues. Like when they came to Baltimore, they came to Baltimore. They came to um, this, they think they came. Yeah, they came to CFG Bank Arena. Now that arena is it's new, but that can hold thirteen to fourteen thousand people. Like I went to the LL Cool J concert. I went to the Earth and the Fire concert. Them was sold out to the like max, even a, even the upper mm -hmm. decks. But oh. when AW was there. They cut off the 300 section. They had like the, the TV side, the hard cam side. Like, so I think they're just getting too ambitious. I think you started to have success when they brought Punk in. They had a, a, like a lot more success. They start selling out buildings and they thought mm -hmm. we can probably go to these bigger buildings. And it's like, nah, go to the ones like in Florida. They got all the ones in Florida that's like three to 4,000 seat state. You can pack them, you can sell them out and you won't have to worry about people putting them videos up like, oh, I thought they was making moves. It's like this whole side is empty. Like, it yeah. just, just go for a smaller venue with a cheaper, you know, cheaper rate, 
and you can you can you know you can probably do the 50 60 dollars for the for the nosebleeds and 80 or 100 but you can't go to big venues and do that and i think they need to change some of their business model um in general but like i said hey their loss is gonna be wwe's gain as we're about to see so is tomorrow fast lane tomorrow oh no, sorry tonight tonight, tonight. yeah fast lane tonight. 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 yeah fast lane okay. mm. morgan speaking of final loss. final thoughts on CM Punk making the jump? Well, I was looking on Twitter or X and I saw that Corey Graves said the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist from Punk's era. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Corey in his bag. He he got his friend back. Corey like, (laughs) CM. Got your final thoughts, Morgan? Are you pumped up to see your guy again? Do you think it was a good move for him? I just want him to be able to say goodbye and end his career on his own terms. Whooping Jack, Jack Perry's ass was kind of on his own terms, yeah, but yeah, I feel, yeah. yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Um, you, you go out there, you have a you have a great match with Samoa Joe, and then you just whooped up some young boy in the back. Man, that's 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 if cold. I could go out. That's how I go out. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I go out. Like, that's Bleeding. How Bleeding, yeah, yeah he, put the, he put the one up. <laughs> he put the, the one up. Yeah. <laughs> That's a perfect right. end, man. After this uh, segment with CM Venus, we'll be back with the rest of the wrestling news. Edge coming back uh, and then talk a little Russell Dream, what we thought. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Up next, CM Venus. Hi, so, guys. Yeah. Hi, everybody. <laughs> This is putting a voice, a voice with the account, right? This is putting a voice with the Twitter account. That's yes. that's what you said. Yep. Yes, it is. Um, well, if I recall correctly, the report has stemmed from the Wrestling Observer newsletter and sent mm-hmm. by Dave Meltzer. So we can take it with a little grain of salt. Um, you never know. Uh, especially with the headlines in wrestling media just kind of like grabbing one thing or another uh i mean we do know that sam punk did was backstage at a raw uh, making amends with triple h um you know something no one really expected but you know looking back it's been maybe over, over a decade i think since he left the wwe and that's a lot of time um, I understand that, you know, he did go through a lot, I mean, a lot of traumatic stuff there, you know, um, getting fired on his wedding day, um, you know, fighting with an infection, a staph infection, I think, um, which, you know, very much could have ended his life. And, you know, as an AEW fan who's kind of been there since the very beginning, um, it does make me very sad that he no longer is all elite especially considering the fact that there was so much that could have been done and you know you would expect everyone to be grown adults um and kind of you know do what's so to speak what's best for business um you know not everyone's gonna get along with their co-workers you know some people fucking hate their co-workers and i get it um but at the end of the day you know we're all supposed to be like one unit to be able to I guess in wrestling's case give what the fans give the fans what they want I know so many people who would have loved to see you know CMFTR versus the elite who 
you know, we're hoping for a CM Punk versus Kenny Omega match. Um, and it sucks that we won't be able to get it. Um, and it really sucks that, you know, some people just aren't emotionally mature enough to just sit down and like have a talk and even have a mediation to be able to get things done and, you know, essentially give the fans what they want. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people are calling him a hypocrite, um, bootlicking, you know, but I think what a lot of people are just refusing to acknowledge is that being gone for a decade is a long, long time. Over 10 years, there's so much that's changed. And honestly, I feel that the Endeavor merger is probably what led Punk to, you know, maybe being in talks with going back to the WWE. Um, you know, different, you know, it's still some some same people, but at the same time, you know, there's still different people in leadership positions who knows he may have a more flexible schedule than people anticipate um no doubt he's gonna get a big pop whenever he does return if he does return there um i could definitely see him on a bit of a part-timer schedule but you know that's a that's between punk and whoever he's talking to that knows what his plan is well the question i guess feel as a as a fan and you know you're a big punk fan um mm-hmm. like like most of us here at, at dar sports and media but like how do you feel like are there any matches in the wwe that you want to possibly see punk have or any feuds that stick out or is there anything because i know a lot of us were like excited about you know some of the stuff you mentioned maybe an omega match down the down the line and these other things possibly happen there was still so much for him to do in AEW. um mm-hmm. But is there anything WWE-wise that you'd be excited to see? I think the most infamous one for me, and I believe for a lot of other people, I think we would love to see how a feud with him versus Seth Rollins would play out, Uh, especially what with that, you know, uh, tension between them. I don't know if it's one-sided tension or, you know, mutual. Um, But I think it would very much make a statement of how people who don't like each other can actually sit down and do business and, you know, put one over the other. I think that very much, especially if that was his initial feud, I could see that as kind of being like a, not a call out or a shoot, but like a message, you know, like, look at look at how it is when I can actually work with people that will put things aside um, for the sake of the fans and for the sake of, you know, like entertaining and, you know, giving us giving us what we want, potentially, as fans. Thanks a ton to our friend CM Venus. Go ahead and follow them on at CM Venus, I believe, on Twitter. Um, I think it's CM Venus underscore, I think. There we go. Twitter, I think so. Go look them up. Um, so the second thing that DAR Sports Media <laughs> hinted at last week that happened, um, Edge makes his debut at Wrestle Dream. It Adam was Copeland. for, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Adam rated Copeland. R superstar, Adam <laughs> Copeland. Um, for my money, whatever, you guys laugh. Cool, I'm a fucking Mark. Don't give a fuck. I thought that was fucking awesome. Great fucking pop. I agree. I was I agree. fucking hyped that they, he did have the song. Um, yeah, I thought it was fucking great. There's a lot of, so on the one hand, 
I'm concerned about his ability to stay healthy, uh, working the AEW style. On the other hand, um, there's a ton of fucking dream matches. I cannot wait to watch him have. Um, mm-hmm. He really has every facet possible of the psychology of wrestling down. Um, I think there's a potential for a ton of fucking fantastic work. And I'm excited to see Edge, uh, you know, have the total freedom to cut promos however he wants. Um, yeah, yeah that's I'm excited. I think it's a huge fucking win for them. Uh, Julio, how'd you, how'd you feel about the Edge debut and this move? Um, I love, I love Edge. I love Edge coming to AEW because Edge is a passion guy. He's a purist, you know. He loves it. He's uh, he's a mark like us. Like he's he loves this shit. So I feel like. Every purist needs their AEW run. You know what I mean? And in that term, like, I can see that he's happy to be there. I said, it's a little weird calling him Adam, and I feel like it's 400 Adams over there. But, um, so that that was a little just weird to get used to. But I'm happy for him. I love that um, interacting with Christian off top. I think he is going to, he needed that win. I feel like the Judgment Day situation kind of was like a back door and in the back door more like outside of just on the in the ring it was a back door outside the ring because it seems like that's where edge seemed like okay my time is not really valued here as much so i'm glad for him he has a whole new bevy of talent to wrestle it's going to be so dope and i'm i'm just excited man i'm excited to see where it goes you know it's good for the business too morgan you uh any connection to Edge? You excited to see him come around AEW? Um, any thoughts or any feels about this move? It's a good move for AEW. Um, I mean, I grew up watching him, so not really any matches I want to see, but I imagine we're going to get FTR versus Edge and Christian. Which would be, yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Or uh, even like rated FTR. Yeah. Real. Oh, definitely. I think they're going to, yeah, I I could definitely see a trio's run, uh, trio titles run, trio's title run out of rated FTR. Um, True. Had you Um, received this, had you received this edge debut and uh, what do you, what do you look thinking going forward? Look, I I had a lot to say on Twitter for, for the last year because I knew it was happening. Um, And when I found out that he was just kind of waiting for his contract. So uh, let me just point out, wrestlers are full of crap. Uh, they are full of it because he was like, "Oh, I didn't know what I was gonna do," and and I, you know, Tony Khan called me the the week after, and it's like, bro, like he's just trying to be, it. he's just trying to be gracious to the place like, where I, he I get spent it. twenty years. I, and I get it, yeah. I get it, but the truth is that man wanted out. He asked for his release a year and a half ago or two years ago, and he wasn't granted it because the Judgment Day thing when he was a heel it didn't work. He he had a lot of ideas that didn't work. Vince had ideas for him that he didn't like. And I think the one thing he will have in AW is the freedom to say, I want to do this. And you ain't going to have too many people tell you that you ain't going to do something. And so I think, I think he has uh, the one thing I think is exciting. I think it's the same thing with punk. When punk came back two years ago, punk was like, man, if you, if punk had went back to WWE in 2021, I don't think it would have been, it would have, it would have been that great because we had seen most of those guys that were being pushed. We've seen them fight most of those guys. Now you have the, you know, the Gunthers, the 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 
the Chad Gables and and these different guys that have that have grown over the last couple of years, and it makes a little more sense. It's a little more exciting over there yeah. with Edge. Edge had wrestled everybody in WWE. Like, who you gonna wrestle in WWE? So exactly. him going to AEW, you can finally get that. You know, just like uh, Morgan said, Christian and and Edge versus FTR. I hope. Look, I grew up watching these guys. But I do not want to see another Edge and Christian versus Hardy's match. I just don't want to see it. I think uh, they got. I think they got to do it one time for the one time. Like they got to do it because they got them all there. Do it on dynamite. But do it on dynamite. Don't do it on rampage. You don't try to build rampage. Up something like yeah, rampage collision, something like that. You know, do it like that. But ring I just don't want to see it. You know, yeah, ring of honor. Yeah, it, it, there you go on Honor Club. You got to well, yeah. For for right now, Honor Club. Not for uh-huh. long. Yeah, yeah, not for long. Um, but uh, no, nah, like I said, I think Edge, Edge's uh, Adam Copeland coming to AEW is a big. It's it's a big deal. I think he helps. Um, the one match I've been wanting to see, and let's hope we see this because when CM Punk came to AEW, my first thought was, you know, the match I can't wait to see CM Punk have against Kenny Omega. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. the match I'll never get to see. Same pocket Kenny Omega. So I hope, I think it'll be different. I think it's a little different. You know, I, I have my reasons that I, I won't say on the show why I think it's different with Punk versus the yeah, Edge, the Edge thing. Uh, I, I know, I know, baby. Okay, <laughs> uh, but no. So you know, I won't, I won't get into that. But I think CM, I think the CM Punk Omega thing didn't happen. I think Edge and Omega will happen. And if I had to take a guess, it's probably gonna happen in Canada because that will be insane. Now, the one drawback to this is what I think you pointed out, Eric, is that him staying healthy. That is a tough thing for Edge, man. Like, he's getting older. He wants to work full time. It's just a lot, man. You're asking a lot of yourself, really, like, at this this point in life. I just feel you're asking a lot. You're 50 years old, and you want to go out there and wrestle every weekend. And And he had a a major injury during this WWE run. Yeah, so... Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I agree. I like I, I, if he could stay healthy, and I, you know, he's such a big name. I think you need to treat him. And I think I sometimes think AW messed up a little bit when they did the same thing with Punk. It's like Punk was wrestling like every other week, and he was wrestling. You know, he wrestled three times in one week when he just came back. You know, to Collision. I think when you do stuff like this, like these guys are such big attractions. I think you should keep their matches slightly to like a minimum. Mm-hmm. And have them focus on building their stories in the process because then you talk you're talking people into caring more about the matches itself as opposed to saying, Oh man, yeah, I want to see Adam Copeland wrestle. Edge yeah, like, had a lot of problems though. You know, he can't wait to talk. Yeah, like, talk yeah. for like three weeks. Get yeah. him in promos, but also get him in like six mans where where he yeah, gets to put like, the shine, he gets to put the shine on the people he's tagging with. Like you have, oh shit, Edge is wrestling tonight. People tune in to watch see Edge, they see everybody else that's in the match and, and get they get to show that larger audience what they can do and why those people should be interested in them. I'm, Preserve I'm, him like that. The rated FTR stuff, I think that's I think that's a given. I think at this point, um I think we'll see that sooner than later. Especially since uh, FTR lost their their other best friend, so now they bring their new best, you know, the other best friend in. And so yeah. I think I think I think we'll see it. I think we'll see some merchandise and all that stuff come for them. And I think they're gonna be uh, super close, um, you know, and they'll be helping him out and stuff like that. Uh, have his back, but I don't know. Like I said, the 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 one match I'm looking forward to the most 
is Kenny Omega versus versus Adam Copeland. Um, I'd like to see MJF and Edge go at it in some way, mm-hmm, shape or form. Too. I think I think MJF has been phenomenal in his in his. I know he's hurt right now, but before he was hurt, man, he was putting in some work this year in terms of like in ring stuff. And I think, um, yeah, I, I think like I said, there's a lot of guys in AW. I like to see him, you know, kind of getting there. Maybe not like singles feuds. But you know, like like a like a one off match or or six man tags. A lot of guys I want to see him, you know, get in there with. But I was not on the bandwagon for, for Edge for the last year because I was so used to seeing him in WWE and I didn't feel like he was doing his best work in WWE, especially when he was doing like when he first came back. I wasn't really moved by like the was it the greatest match ever with him and Randy yeah, Orton yeah, and, and yeah, the, the Judgment Day stuff. It, it, it took him a while to finally get back into and back into it. So I think he's he hit his stride in the last six months or so, last six months to a year. And that match against Sheamus on uh was a SmackDown. I thought that was a pretty good match. So yeah. um he's he still got something in the tank. Yeah, him um, and his Seth Rollins match too. I wanted to point that out too. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was that they, had, they had a good few. So I just yeah. want to say I don't know how realistic it is, but it is now possible. And it would be funny because Christian could kind of still maintain his current persona because it's so fucking evil. We could have, it is possible to have the House of Black against the Brood. Bring in Gangrel for one night. Mm. Well, I mean, you got the Hardys there, so you could even do that expanded version of it. I mean, I will say this. I would not be surprised if on Collision one night we saw an eight-man tag with the Hardys, Edge and Christian versus, you know, somebody else. Whoever. Um, Bullet Club. That would be a crazy fucking now that, crossing, now that, crossing of generations. Hardys and Edge and Christian against the Bullet Club goal. I would I would tune in for that. And I don't really care for the Hardys anymore. But I would like to see that. But like I said, I think the sky's the limit with, with 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 Edge because he wants to be there, and I think when you have somebody who wants to be there as much as he wanted to be there, you you can't lose, you just you can't lose. So, um, yeah, I'm 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 excited for AEW to to have somebody such a big name who's who's excited to be there. So, we'll see we'll we'll, we'll see how this you know this one goes. Real quick, since I know true, you got to run pretty soon. Um, yeah. Anything you guys are looking forward to for uh for full gear? Um, I know Julio. We just lost Julio, so that, oh, no, back. he's back. He's back. He's okay. back. Anything um, you guys are looking forward to for full gear? Mercedes Monet. <laughs> it's looking pretty sure. Any other angles that AEW might be setting up right now? Um, I, I'm really enjoying the 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 MJF. Uh, switchblade thing that's developing. Um, that will How's be Morgan. How does Morgan I, feel about that? Because she's not an MJF <laughs> fan, so I'm curious. I checked the dates. It will be uh 364 days since Max won the belt when wow. this match happens. Um, wow. so I I'm kind of on the fence. Like, is it believable that maybe he'll drop it? Um. I think at I think after at the gear and after that I think at any given time we we got ourselves a shot. Um, December. December. If he had if he's gonna drop it, it's gonna be December. And you know why that's gonna be the case? Because Tony Khan will not let 
2024 crap go? This the story part of it. And I think now with everybody actually people leaving, I think they will play up on that to where he leaves. He loses well, I mean, I mean, wouldn't it be even more uh more pressing if he was still holding the belt? Oh, we didn't even talk about that fucking part of it. Sorry. Segue back. CM Punk still has the belt and he still never got beat for it. Let's hope he don't pull a Medusa. Is he going to show up with it? <laughs> it show up with the real world championship on 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 uh on Survivor Ooh. series. Uh, oh. Cuz he has to send the belt back. That's another thing. He has to send the belt back, which is hilarious. Um and him and he get replicas. They get replicas anyway. I mean, he um, probably will because see, he don't want to. He's not. He look punk. He a lot of things, but he's not that. He's not that guy. Yeah. He and he. Well, he he doesn't want to deal with any more bullshit with them. I think. I think he wants a cool clean break and go make some money, do some wrestling. So, anyways, it's it's just a fun thing to think about. So it will be even more pressing if Max goes into twenty twenty four still the champion, still you know, intimating that he might leave. Spoiler, he's not going to leave. Um, yeah, like, but we, but, we all know he's he signed an extension. Like, let's be clear. He's already signed an extension. Like, they, I think uh, it's pretty obvious. I think it's pretty obvious. He's, he, the way he's talked up AW in his interviews, the way he's been positioned as the face, you don't put somebody in, in that position unless you've given them a bag to stay. And I'm pretty sure he's got a bag to stay. I'm about yeah. 99.9999% sure that he's already got an extension. And if that if 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 they if they didn't didn't give him extension, then they're stupid. So that's yeah, let's, let's let's go with that reasoning before we fuck around and get sued. Um yeah. <laughs> um so are you digging this 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 title program as a as a headliner for full gear? Um, I am. Um, I think Jay White uh has been doing great. I thought the yeah. MJF and, and Jay White promo was pretty good. Um, I think the story is interesting. I think the the whole who was behind the mask, uh, when they attacked Jay White situation that we don't know, and there's a lot of speculation. There's a lot there. Um, I think it's a good it's a good way to you know. Good way to make things happen, uh, to get people excited. They have a good story. I think Max has done a really good job with his stories um since he's been uh, in the um really. <laughs> um, you know, he's been doing a good job with his stories ever since he's he's become champion. So I'm I'm excited to see see what's, what's you know what what happens here. I'm gonna I'm gonna mute because Rampage is starting, so I want to hear my song if it actually plays. So yeah, I mean we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna wrap up after these thoughts, so Julio, are are you hyped about this full gear, this this main event program? Um, yeah, I'm hyped. I'm hyped because I'm in I'm into the angle. Um, Jay White's been cooking. He's been cooking, and Jay White was one of those guys that I really wasn't a fan of until I sat down and actually watched him, and I was like, oh, okay, I see what he's seen. I I remember I was in the garden and, and um with uh, Okada, and then when it was in the for like WrestleMania weekend. And I yep, showed up. I was there too. Person. We oh, were all yeah, there. We were all there. Yeah. Classic night. Yeah. I was out yeah. there. I was in the building that night. I see that's fire. That full circle moment that we had. Um, I was running down. I'm running down to the section and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get it because I wanted to really see this match. And they both are uh, both left that I bo- that night. I both left a fan of Okada. Like, I already was a fan of him, but I believed, like, oh, he's really the one. And then Jay White. 
I'm like, all right, I see what he's doing. I see what he's doing. And then he was cooking. And then this AEW run he's been on, fire match after fire match after fire match. They're going crazy. I'm like, man, it's, it's good. It's, and his character work has been good with the Bullet Club gold. Like, the whole, everybody's over. The cutout, cardboard. So, and it, I feel like when, because MJF, he, I, I like the way MJF really ain't himself when Jay White's around. Like, he ain't he really like he ain't feel like he's not that guy guy yet. I like the way Jay White, you know, challenges him in that way. So I'm excited for the show. I'm excited for the main event. I think this this kind of I hope this is where the it seems like this is where they're going with it. I hope it's on purpose and with purposeful thought going forward. I'd love the idea of making him a baby face where we all know like what's below the surface. And that he has to constantly fight against his worst impulses to go yeah. back to being that shit bag. But we just we love him. We love him so much that we overlook the fact that we know deep down he's a shit bag. It's yeah. kind of, and I don't want to say this in any kind of offensive way, but it's both goes both ways, men and women. It's kind of like how people do shit in like bad relationships. And those yep. are the most intoxicating times where somebody you love them so much when they're good that you overlook who they really are deep down. And they're playing on those kind of emotions with our love for MJF and what they're doing with this fucking character. I, mm. I, I just hope it's purposeful with purposeful intent going forward because, you know, a guy like the rock was kind of the same way. And he was at his best at his hottest when he was that kind of a baby face. And I hope they keep going with that. That has to me an opportunity to really, uh, take AEW to the next level that they're trying to get with get to. It hit a little snag this week with the viewership, but I think in general, over the long run, if they keep going with that, keep throwing gas on that, it's going to yeah. take them where they want to go. Morgan, it's like I hate like the oh, viewership. They always talking viewership and ratings. So what? Yeah. Like we need AEW. We need it for business. Look how these last four years been four or five years been since AEW's been around and look at the type of news we got type of excitement type of matches it's good for business man like let, let's just have fun and enjoy it you know and pick your side too because i like competition too i like shit talking too so you know i don't know i, I just be feeling like let's go let's have fun and i'm into what they doing over there man morgan you got any interest at all in this main event feud MJF and Jay White. I mean, I'm not a fan of MJF or any of the stories he's been doing, but I'm glad he's finally defending the title on pay-per-view again. <laughs> Damn. Two straight pay-per-views without the world title being defended. Yeah. It's tough. Julio, tell us about wait, your... Wait, wait. Oh, wait. We, we, Before, we have to talk about this. Because the next time we'll be on this pod for wrestling, Title Tuesday and a mega NXT event will have gone down. <laughs> yes. I gotta get everybody's opinion on this really quick. Well, I, well, I was gonna. Uh, does anything happen really quick on this show? Uh, <laughs> uh, for anybody who's wondering, True is laughing when I said that. Okay, it was not. We're, I'm, I'm laughing. We're all we're all cool too, so. here. Yeah. I mean, um, I feel my daughter. So. Um. So that was kind of where I was going with the belt thing until you guys reminded me that CM Punk is not 
you know, really trying to deal with all that. But what I was mm-hmm. going to say next was uh, it's been very clear recently that the WWE is completely willing to fuck with AEW at any time that they fucking. Now, I saw some fucking people who have never touched grass or never interacted with um, their chosen sexual proclivity in a uh, in a intimate way. <laughs> That's, um, some word, that's some words right there, boy. Fucking, yeah, that's some words. fucking saying that, oh, the WWE's so scared of them that they're trying to do everything they can. Da, da. I'm, no, man. WWE ain't scared of them. They don't care. But if they have an opportunity to fuck with them, they're going to do it because that's what you do. Um, so that's what they're doing. That's what's going on. If they have an opportunity to fuck around with their shit, that's what they're going to do. And that's what they're doing with the show. I think is hilarious, and uh, I'd like to see some fight out of AEW a little bit more. I mean, obviously, I'm extremely excited for the Danielson Swerve match. Um, mm. But yeah, Fire. that's that's what they're doing. It's kind of funny. Um, they're going out of their way to fuck with them. Absolutely, it's hilarious if anybody tries to deny that that's the case. Um, but it's not out of fear. It's just because they can. Um, so oh, yeah. yeah, Julio thoughts on that too. Um, so my first thought, because Daniels is my favorite wrestler, my goat. So first off, the first thing I'm thinking is why Tony trying to line my man up to get his dad talked about. I don't like that. I don't like that at all already. <laughs> That's a bother me. <laughs> but um WWE is, you know, they trying to set a tone. This is the this is the first um head-to-head matchup in the TKO era, which is an important factor. And I think the factor in why we're seeing it stacked up like this. I mean, I feel like WWE would have did this in any iteration because it's WWE and they just love the op. They love to piss off the ops. But um, this being the TKO, they can't lose the AEW. That's not a good look on the on the new company, new mergers. So it's some big business behind. I even saw a little something online about Undertaker might be there. I don't. So they in a nasty bag, but it makes sense. The writing's on the wall. They just doing what they got to do, you know. So, so I was told by somebody who was watching it uh, earlier that there was a commercial for this NXT that's coming up, and at the end of the commercial, Undertaker's gong sounded. Wow, which again that's is terrible. fucking hilarious. <laughs> that's terrible, man. Undertaker really like was Cena not enough? Was Cody not enough? <laughs> Taker. And people trying to act like WWE wouldn't sign Punk to mess with AEW too. They would absolutely do that. You gonna take your biggest draw? They would do that. They come on, man. Let's be real. Definitely, like, definitely doing on, this to Punk with them. That's crazy. That's crazy. Mm. What are your thoughts? Can... True. As a as a as a fucking a perennial attendee to the Player Haters Ball, I know you're fucking happy about this. Uh, happy about what Title Tuesday? Yeah. Um, I think it's hilarious. I think this whole thing is hilarious. Yeah. I will probably try to watch, try to watch it. Um, look, Swerve and Danielson. That's I'm sold on that. That's, yeah, you know, cool. hell yeah, I'm sold on that. Uh, we'll I will pro- say we'll probably be doing something on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, speaking of Swerve, <laughs> funny enough, we will have <laughs> on the show. Uh, Somebody who's actually in the Swerve City Circle. Um, he he's done all the Swerve hooks recently. Uh, my boy Anthony King is going to be on the show uh, Tuesday night, so big shout out to him. But um, no, I I, I you know and people people got I, I, 
I'll leave this alone. Uh, but you know, people have to pay attention to what what's happening and with, with AEW right now. They only book to me great shows when their backs against the wall, and that mm. bothers me. That really bothers me. Mm. You know, punk, like Punk leaves and then gets fired, and then All Out ends up being like a great pay per view wrestling wise. It's amazing yeah. matches, like fire. You got Danielson coming back against Starks. That match, fire. That's a fire match. So I feel like if they put this much effort into their weekly shows as they do when they feel like they're being challenged, maybe, maybe they could get back to the level they were, you know, at one point because they haven't, they need to main, maintain consistency. And I think that's a way to help them get some consistency, honestly, if um, they, they feel challenged. So I like this idea of WWE making them, you know, coming at them again, because it, when Tony... You know, Tony Khan don't come on uh, on on Twitter no more and, and talk talk crazy no more. He don't talk. He don't do have most of the good times. Yeah, good fun times. times. You know? So I don't know. I don't know. Um, I like it though. Um, you know, I'm a big NXT fan. Everybody knows that. Um, not because of the matches, but all I think right, all 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 right. Look, I think the talent roster is the greatest talent. I think Shawn Michaels is the greatest talent picker of all time. Um, yeah, good uh, HR. Good HR you know, work. Yeah, shout out to Lola Vice, you know, Kalani, uh, Ariana Grace, all those, you know, great wrestlers. Point good is, gal, good gal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but honestly, Cutting like floor. I, said, <laughs> I, I say this on Twitter. <laughs> I say this on Twitter. You got to keep this in. But I think, I said, I think NXT, um, they got something though. They got something over there in NXT. Yeah, I've been telling people. Shout out my like, man Dre. We've been saying that on the Almanac show. Facts. And make sure, yeah. and make sure, yeah. If y'all listening, make sure y'all also tune into the Almanac show for sure. Um, but no, nah, we're I, about I think, to talk about it. Yeah, but I think, like I said, I think they got something there. I like Trick Williams. You know, I like I like Mellow Hayes. I like uh, I like what Dom, Dominic is Dom is doing over there too in NXT. I like a lot of that stuff. I like the. Uh, I can't pronounce his name. My, my, my uh, homeboy just won the title off of Melo. Um, oh, yeah. Dragonov. Yeah. He was your Dragonov, yeah. Pick a ruffle, man. Like, yeah. they have talent there. You know, I like, um, my man is genuinely. I like Tiffany Stratton, too. I think she's actually a great athlete, too. So, so I, I, um, this is going to be a deep cut, but anybody who remembers uh, Dragonov on. NXT UK once upon a time. They <laughs> I didn't watch NXT UK. They they no, that show was fucking great. Um they super de-Russianized him for like this year. Really? For 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 reasons that should be fucking obvious, I suppose. Um uh, but yeah, 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 he was like he was like super super duper Russian when he was on UK. And he was still awesome. Uh, ain't, you know, no hating on the re- regular Russian people. Yeah, um, the czar when he was in yeah. the czar bag. Yeah, yep. yeah, and he had the red contacts, and they had the fucking the music, like the chant music. It was fucking great. Yeah. Um, but they took all that shit away because of a recent events. Um, yeah. Julio, tell us about your pod, man, and uh, the EP you got out, and uh, where can we find what's going on in that pod? What do you guys do over there? Um, where Yo, can people so find just- it? Just like this, you can find us on all streaming platforms. Shout out to my brother Dre. You can follow him at Michael Dre Fox. We be there's some underscores in there, but follow me, you'll follow. He be right there. 
Um, we be just shooting this shit, man. We be smoking blunts and just talking wrestling. Just like it's like barbershop talk, but just wrestling. And we be chopping it up, telling our real life stories. So it's it's like and we always tie it into the wrestling. What we love about our show is that a lot of people that don't watch wrestling or used to watch wrestling is listening to the podcast and they like, yo, man, we tapping in. You got us, you got us. We ain't watching a minute, but we entertain like because we tell stories, real life stories on top of that. And it's just a good mix. It's just two friends having a conversation at the end of the day, cracking jokes. Like, I'm always laughing on the podcast. It's, it's like one of my favorite experiences of the week. It's really not work. It's, it's fun. And it's just what we do over there. We have a good time. Hot takes. Um, while we do the pod, we're watching a classic wrestling pay-per-view. So it's kind of like a watch-along, too. So we'll break in and talk about some shit that's going on in the screen. And it may spark a memory. And it lead us down 10 minutes of random just og wrestling talk so it, it's a beautiful thing man please check us out give us a time i know it's a lot of time of your day a lot of stuff so we do appreciate anybody that give us their time and thank you guys for having us on this platform too and that is the almanac show go yeah, find that thing uh tell us about this ep man the ep man not yet man so you know like as true know it's like when you're doing this music shit and you're really passionate about this shit, it'd be times it's tough, man. So it'd be times I was in my bag and I, I was kind of feeling like I was getting tired of it because I feel like I'm not moving backwards, but I'm not moving forwards. I was kind of like in a holding pattern and um, it had me feeling like, damn, I might like, you know, I'm getting very more into the podcast. So I'm thinking of ways to like probably pivot because, you know, you don't want to like, I'm trying to make some of this rap thing, but I don't want to, you know, I, it's at a point too. I want to be able to show that, yo, I've been doing this for a long time and I'm working hard. So I was in my bag, kind of like Mark Henry, but then he had the pink suit on and, and that's just the vibe. It's just like Mark Henry and the pink <laughs> suit. Like, I'm, I'm not done yet. Like, I got, I got a few more in me, man. So it was just a fun, it's just a, it's an EP, just three records just while I'm cooking up. I'm with my boy, I just left the studio now. That's why I'm in the car. I just left the studio now with my boy Retro, about to do For the Soul dropping. So just tapping with me, Heartbreak Julio. I got the For the Soul series from the soul, from the soul again. We've been cooking, man. Just tap in with us. We got a lot of music, new videos coming, all that, man. To, we just love it. I'm about to jump in real quick. I'm, I'm going to send you something. Send me an email. I'm going to send you something. You already know we got to get something, man. Yeah, I that's a fact. Mean? I got For you. Sure. Stay For sure. Stay yeah. but, but I'm going to send you my map, too. We definitely tap in. For sure, I got you. You already know. Yeah. Speaking of jumping in, true. Goddamn, Jesus Christ. Let's see if we get this get this part of the show over before midnight. Uh, DAR, Sports Media. We say world of DAR never stops. It's fucking true right now. We got three albums floating around out there. Um, two Whoa. with you, Two with you and Apollo, one with just you. We had the NFL pod yesterday. Earlier on this week, we had DAR Sports Media Ultra Edition with TZ and Chris Alani from Seaplane Entertainment. And coming Monday, we have a fucking gargantuan, very unique NBA preview coming out. where We're going to have a ton of different guests, surprise guests, people from all over running down short bite size, but very productive NBA team previews. Um, we got most, pretty much all the popular teams and pretty much everybody's going to get covered. Um, 
it's going to be a... very cool. True. What else do we got? So I want to I want to touch on the albums thing, right? So. So, OK, so I got my solo album, Comeback Trail, which came out beginning of August. Put it right there. Put it right there. Um, hold on. Hold on. Real quick. And also next week for sports, right. DAR sports media, ultra edition, we're going to have Anthony King as well uh, coming out on Wednesday. Funny. Possibly Tuesday night, right after NXT. In case we don't go, if, unless we go into a uh, an extensive hour long, and a half long business long. conversation, like we did on Tuesday, so, that right, was not wanna, that was not on air. Um, yeah, yeah I yeah. want to jump in real quick though to, to talk about these albums real quick. It's funny. Um, ten ten is the day we got Anthony King on there and uh, on here, and ten ten is also the tenth. Official LP for me and my brother Shaka Spalo, who will be on the NBA uh, pod that drops Monday. Um, we have a we have a, a project called Older Gods Do Evolve. It's ten songs. It's it's the only album that we recorded inside the actual studio. We record in different places. I record uh, my phone on my laptop. He usually does the same thing, uh, especially after COVID, you know. Um, but we went to the actual studio in Baltimore before I left Baltimore. And we put together this project. It's a very serious project. It's a very important project. Um, there's a theme to it as well. And then, you know, I said Comeback Trails out. That came out early, uh, beginning of August. We got the Straight Out of a Comic Book mm-hmm. album that came out. We got uh, the platform, which just dropped. I love the work. So we got, like I said, we got the platform that came out on Wednesday, I think. Was it Wednesday? Yeah, I think yeah, it was Wednesday. Yeah, DAR day. Yep. Yeah, Wednesday. And so we like I said, we got uh Older Gods to Evolve coming out. Uh we got another EP that's in the process of happening right now. I said I was retiring, clearly. Is this the hypnotized minds <laughs> from fucking nineteen ninety eight? Look, no, we, we cash money, man. We cash money yeah. for you know what I'm saying we we you know what I'm saying we got the Jew, we got the Wayne, BG Turk, Big, Big Thomas, Hot Boys, all that. But look, that's fire. Look, I love it. I love look, it. Look, I love the output, man. That's what it's look, about, man. Flooded. I, you know, I went seven months without an album, and for me, that was long, you know, like 2020, 2021, especially after I lost my mom, I put out albums every month, because I just had mm-hmm. stuff to get off my chest, stuff to get off my chest, and then, yeah. you know, a lot happened, and like I said, I spent a lot of time with my daughter, and I don't get a lot of time to record, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, right now we got we got we got something we got something. I'll put the title out right now because it's, it's coming along very fast. It's a group project. It's got you know, and that's why I'm actually sending you some Julio. Because uh, okay, you know, uh, this 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 EP LP whatever we're doing right now is gonna be called Dar to the World Falls, and um, it's uh it's different. It's gonna be different. It's different. Um, you know, right now we working with a lot of people. I'm, I, I you never know who might be on this one. Uh, but um, yeah, so. We're working on that too. That'll be coming out probably before November is over, more than likely. Uh, so yeah, you know. And I got my last, my last solo album for now. I'm saying that, uh, 2024, coming out. So a lot of music stuff happening right now. A lot of other stuff happening too. But uh, bro, it's about to be the Terry, the Terry Funk of rap. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been called that several times already. There we go. There we go. I retire every two years. That's my seventh, my seventh last album. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, if I told you how many projects I actually have, you would think I'm crazy. 
I believe it. Would I? I'm kind of familiar right at the moment. <laughs> yeah. I got 112 uh, projects. Hey, there we go. That's a special. If, if unofficial was like 150. Mm. Uh, that's right up there with the amount of hours. I'm right there on the hours. Hey, yeah. if anybody out there listening right now likes history, just come to my Twitter page. You'll see a link. No. <laughs> you want a totally different flavor of me. Um, as you all can hear, we got tons of awesome stuff going on over here at DAR Sports Media. Check us out. Check out the website uh, to find a revolution.com. I want Morgan to do something on my album. I want Morgan to do a, to speak, a, like a speaking interlude. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. I Absolutely. I hear, I hear what you hear. Morgan, you everybody. You at the- uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's not a no. There we go. I got I, look. She's a writer too, so I feel like she could probably come up with it. And she, she talk her, she talk her shit too. So I feel like she could come up with some fire. There That's we go. As I, you I can hear, as you can hear, in all the ways that are so glorious, the world of DAR sports never stops. I might listen. I used to love a lover, but now I hate a hater. Went to another lover, so now we'll see you later. She on the phone riffing, saying she need a favor. The sweet taste of victory, shit, I don't even savor. Baby, you need a savior. Well, I'm a different guy. No matter how you play him, end up with different cars. And keep in mind, I'm not the man for you. Sex drive higher, I'm like an animal. So when you see me moving in part, not understanding you, just know that marriage never in the plans for you. But plans for me, perhaps it's just a fantasy. Family dreams, can it be real? Patrice rushing on the speaker, you remind me of feels. I can't Heal, but the deal is love below 3004 prototype overpriced. But if you know a wife, no throwing rights. Keep in mind, we on borrowed time, regurgitated lines, overused cliches. What's going on these days? Leads don't use replays. She promised me three ways, fucking up for three days in a row. Relays, going marathons. Keep it in the back of your mind, hitting it from the back all the time. It's redundant, but that's how I function. You know how I was coming in this relationship. If you can call it that, matter of fact, it's over, it's a rap, even though I'm kinda cap. Matter of fact, even though I'm kinda cap, it's a rap in this relationship, if you can call it that.